There are travelers in this land who move at time's command. Their eyes are filled with all eternity. Let them glimpse your heart, that's where the healing starts. Mountain gypsies are the remedy. Mountain gypsies sure to set you free. Hello, everybody. This is Kat Young. And I'm Tess Hughes. And we're the Mountain Gypsies. And this is our episode number two. two. And uh, we're going to talk. What are we talking about tonight? Acceptance. Acceptance. Oh, my God. I have to accept a lot of stuff in my life. What? Oh, my goodness. So many things every day. I have to accept this. I have to accept okay, whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? We don't want to, like, Dump on everybody. Right oh, okay. Now, you know? All right. Trying okay. to think of the right lingo for that. Dump. Yep. Yeah. So. A dumping is not. Okay. Good. So this was your idea to talk about acceptance. It is. Is there a song about acceptance? No. But no. I you know what keeps playing through my mind? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Even <laughs> if. Even if. Really? You don't love me anymore. I think that that's odd that. It's that song's playing in your head because okay. in my head I hear forgiveness is more than saying sorry. But it's acceptance, not forgiveness. Yeah, is but forgiveness no, a part of acceptance? The only way you can accept is to forgive, right? Oh. Oh, okay. Well, well, let okay, tell me okay, about your acceptance. Okay, okay, all right. Ready? Ready. I'm gonna be professional. Okay, be professional. I have a question for you. Okay. I may have answers and I may not. I've heard other things said before. <laughs> Nevertheless. Okay. <laughs> I want you to think of nothing. Clear your brain. Oh, that's not possible. Okay. Okay. Tell me the first thing that you think of when you hear the word acceptance. Unacceptance. You, I am. I think of when somebody says acceptance, my immediate thought is unaccepted. That is what I think of because my whole life I have felt up until a point uh -huh. where I learned how to ex be accepted or feel accepted within my own skin, uh -huh. I always felt unaccepted. Okay. That's really sad, but yeah, I understand that. Okay. It was. It was it was a terrible place to live. and But also, that is a really broad word, mm -hmm. accepted. Not That'd like broad. like you're yeah. a broad, you know, uh -huh. not that broad. But ex accepted is like, do you accept your past? Do you accept your present? Do you accept your future? Do you accept what someone has done to you? Uh, to accept uh, situations, things of that nature is so important to understand what accept means. Absolutely. Like right now, I have to accept the fact that my dogs are outside the window barking as we do this. There's a large yard. <laughs> I don't. But they wouldn't have barked they at bark the right window. So accepting well, I have to accept that and, and not be upset about like, things you can't control. Got to let them roll off. Let the, the barks the roll line. right off the what? duck's back. Barks? <laughs> <laughs> There's barks rolling. Man. Okay. Okay. My turn. I get okay. to ask questions. All right. Four. No, I get to, no, I get to ask as many questions as I want. Yeah, well. What is acceptance to you? <laughs> even if, even if you don't love me anymore. That's a sad song. Go ahead. What's acceptance to you? To be open. 
Openness. Open. Like, close your legs, put a dime between your knees. I don't think that's a good reference. Okay. I found my way around that is all I'm getting at. Okay. You know? So what is acceptance to you? Acceptance to me is just to be open. If you're open to things, you accept them. If you're close to them, you don't accept them. So it's openness. If you get accepted into a college, it's open for you. Does that make sense? So all doors are open or some doors are closed? It's, is acceptance all encompassing? Is that what you're saying? No, it's just the word acceptance to me means open. Uh huh. That's it. Okay. Just open. All right. And you can go with our family, we accept people the good and bad. Yeah. With our family, we accept th- people good and bad, right? Right. So, well, that's, we don't accept necessarily the practices, but no, we don't. No, but you understand right. what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to judge. We don't judge. Right. But we don't allow to, we don't want to be judged either. Right. There's some people that are so open and accepted, uh-huh. or not accepted, but so open and allow acceptance so much that it's scary. Too. Right, right. You can you can be you can go too far. You, okay, for instance, we don't judge. Mm-hmm. We accept people not based on their their race, creed, color, religious um, funk, religious funk, Just funk <laughs> or sexual uh, orientation. Yeah. Uh, or their political affiliation subjects. Yes, we don't agree with them always. That's true, but we don't discriminate against that. But we also accept expect the same uh, respect. Yeah, you don't see that much anymore. No, man. And, and so to accept also means to show respect mm-hmm. to other people, and and it's so sad that you don't see that anymore. Uh, recently, as a, as a matter of fact, yet last night or not before, there was a, a girl on Facebook had written, she was from, I think she was from England. I'm not sure, but she was coming over here and she had been reading over there that there was a huge outbreak of measles in America and that she was terrified what? to come here. And all, everybody was right. No, don't come over here unless you get inoculated because we don't want you here anyway if you've not been. And other people were like, there's no outbreak. And same people were like, oh, yeah. So I, of course, started doing research. And there's been 500 cases in America. Wow. So I wrote back, well, here's the actual real statistics. There's been 500 cases in this year in America from people who have traveled abroad. So they didn't actually get it here. And out of 350 million people in America, I wouldn't consider that an outbreak. Well, a lot of people really read that and was like, so I'm, I, you know, I said, so it's no I wouldn't consider that an outbreak, but that's up to you yeah. what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were offended. Why were they, they were offended? Why were they offended? Because I said that and they were like, well, you know, and then they they, they want to take it a step further and they want to cuss you and they want to debate with Why? you. How and can say, you be offended with because and then they want to say, Well, you're 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 probably one of those people that think it, it causes autism and blah blah blah. And I simply wrote, I will refuse. To get into a Facebook debate with an unknown person over autism versus inoculation, because there is enough argument and 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 uh, uh, date on both sides for both people to have argument on mm-hmm. what they believe is truth, and people just they like that because people want to be offended. You don't. You they don't show respect. If you, I, I get to where I quit reading comments anymore when somebody posts something. You can put a butterfly flying fly an owl, and people will be like, they shouldn't have recorded that butterfly's personal flight. That was, you know, it's like people. Come on, 
and then somebody will cuss somebody like, you stupid idiot. Because no one shows respect for anyone anymore. No one shows respect or boundaries. And and it, it's just, it's really out of control. What was this show about? Acceptance. Acceptance. <laughs> but in order to have acceptance. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, people, so then people are so offended and they accept uh-huh. being belittled. They accept being treated badly. And so then therefore they get behind a computer and they they let that anger, yeah. they let that aggression out. They let all that evil and hurt that's in them. And they, some of these people are really good people. I know a man, for instance, he's really a great guy behind the computer. That's one of the most evil human beings I've ever seen in my life wow. because he's been so hurt, so put down and so ostracized. Where you should have that conversation about respect. Yesterday, I had the con- a conversation about respect with the the cat when we exchanged that. Um, we talked about generations and how some generations just don't. There's no respect, and I said, unfortunately, I don't feel like there's any respect anymore in general. Right. Well, you made reference to something here. You said the cat. Yes, the cat. What What triggered this entire show about acceptance is. We had a situation that happened this week where Tess came home. A little bit of a sick it, Yeah, and Tess came. I was in the kitchen uh, cleaning. I'm always cleaning. And uh, Tess came running in and she does the whole mom. And she goes, boys, go to your room. Just and she goes, inside. yeah, mom, I need you. I need you outside immediately. And so, you know, I go running outside with Tess. And I look down and, and there's a big a burdock leaf. And it's mm-hmm. laying over top of a little tiny body, I can tell. And the little body is a cat, a, a, a kitten. I thought it was a, I didn't know what it was. She thought it was a, a mouse or something. And so I look and I said, oh my God, Tess, that's a, a kitten. And and I said, why would there be a dead kitten on our porch? <clears throat> Excuse me. And my, I, I reminded <clears throat> you that the black cat has been following. There's a black all cat, a feral black cat. I mean, it's been me. following Tess everywhere. Like. Pennsylvania, I swear yeah. to God, it, was there. it wasn't, but it looked like. But it's been, it, it has been following all around town. It, she, she had told me a few weeks ago she thought it was pregnant. And apparently, it had given birth. And we look right beside of it on the ground, and there's two more kittens, and they're alive. And, well, we didn't know it at the time. I screamed, and they moved. And so we called uh, Christopher Mancuso uh-huh. and Terry Hughes. One's uh-huh. here, and one's in New York. And they both gave us great advice on what to do. And Terry showed up and kind of showed us what to do. And they were alive. And we they put the ball. We did everything they said. And the mother, after hours and hours and hours, never came back. We went to the vet. We got the milk. We got the bottles. And they would not feed for me. And so I'm going to give you a little background. My daughter here, Tess, mm-hmm. when she was five years old, she was diagnosed with acute lymphatic leukemia. At that time, she had a dog named Brownie. And she had a... a um, we had raised Himalayan kittens, which she loved very much. And, um, she, uh, she, we had to, we had to get rid of them because her immune system was so compromised. No longer could she have the animals. And we, Tess was so wise, even as a child. And we explained it to her that she could not have these, um, animals, but she started building a wall then. She started accepting the fact that she could not have these animals and it built this wall up in her life. And um, that, that create started creating this barrier with her where she would not from that day forward, accept animals into her life. 
So she, when people have dogs, cats, whatever, she's friendly, but she won't let, she doesn't want them near her. She doesn't want to touch them. She doesn't want to be a part of them. She even, I believe in my heart, psychosomatically developed an allergy towards cats um, so that no longer she, could she be around them. So when my daughter came in and she saw these cats, I immediately expected her to say, it's your problem, mom, you deal with it. But something happened. You see, Yahweh puts things in our path to help us on this journey, to start breaking down those barriers, to start breaking down those walls so that we can progress in our journey, so that we can go forward in our journey. And that little dead kitten and those little two live kittens was a milestone in Tessa's journey to break down the barrier that was built when she was five years old, where her kittens and her doggy was taken from her that started building this barrier up. So she could not experience complete unconditional love. Like she had always had with her animals. See animals are so important part of our life. I truly believe that those who never got to have that. And those who had animals and things taken from them because animals will show you unconditional love. I believe it's a very important part. I believe that's why Yahweh put them here so that we can experience that. He calls us to be good stewards of these. In fact, we truly believe in the Adam and Eve story and Adam was given animals as companions before he was given a mate. So animals are considered companions in our life. And so this wall was built up in Tessa's life so that she did not experience. I mean, she had unconditional love for me, but animals don't yell and scream at you. <laughs> Pets don't. Like, well, my dogs will sometimes. Yeah, your dogs don't ever stop. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. They, they love me, so they talk to me, but but it's out of love. And so she had to build that build that wall up. Well, I watched as that wall started crumbling and she was crying over this little kitten that had died. And I was trying to save these other kittens. So Tess had to pick up the, the dead baby and she had to bury it. Well, oddly enough, as drawn to, to animals are drawn to me, these kittens would not take this bottle from me. They're not drawn to me. No. I've been thrown from horses. <laughs> I've had them stepped on me. I've had dogs look at me. I've had cats hiss at me. I look mean, at you. Dogs look at you. Me trying to bite they you. They just look at me and walk away. Yeah, like uh, they don't want anything like to do no. with, because of the wall that you build up. I mean, I wasn't allowed to even be around them. I wasn't around, allowed to touch them. Right, because of her immune system being so compromised when she was a child. But we, oddly enough... If you if you get a chance to look at our Facebook, there's pictures of Tess. The only the only person that could feed these kittens was Tess, and they were the only she was the only one they would allow to to be to feed. So we had to feed them every two hours, and I would get up. Tess would get up, but they wouldn't take the food from me. They would only take it from Tess. About three thirty in the morning, Tess got up and she checked on the little gray one, the little black one, and she said they're fine. About 3.15 that happened. At 3.30, I went back in there to check on him. And I said, Tess, come here. And the little gray one had passed away within 15 minutes. And Tess's heart broke. Yet, again, God was preparing her heart. Now, I don't say that he allows things to die so other people can. It was that it's his time for this to die. But it affected her life. And it's it was tearing these walls down so that she can learn to accept unconditional love. So she can learn to let the tenderness of her heart even be more so. And so she had to take that baby. She had to bury that baby. She had to pick up the other one and she had to continue feeding it and loving it because it wouldn't let anybody else love it like she loved it. 
she also had to take that baby. She found a surrogate. We found a surrogate mother for it, for it, and I couldn't do it. And so this, it was so not like her to do that. It was so not like her to take that baby an hour away from our home in her car, wrapped in a blanket and give it to someone else. And she just asked me a little while ago, mom, when this baby is done being nursed, do you think that I could take it into my home and I could be the parent of this, this kitten or this cat? See, God uses what evil meant for destruction to glorify him, to teach us lessons, and to help us in our journey. Tess has had to learn the acceptance and love for this minute little tiny kitten. It's so little. So tiny to bring such huge amounts of acceptance in her life for love, for unconditional love for herself. For things in her life and the and the sweetness and the tenderness that my baby girl was. And, and it's ripping down just like in my in my mind, what I see is like a tiger with its claws ripping down the harshness that it's put up to cry. It's really hard not to because it's very true. Um about a year ago, I knew two years ago, I knew that I had to start changing things in my life. Just my own acceptance of things. And um, yeah, I had a different confirmations all the way. And one of the things was my, my love life. And I knew I was in trouble when I found out my mom and my grandmother were praying for my love life as well. And because oh. <laughs> when they pray for things simultaneously, um, it's, it happens. And um it happened. My, my things in my life changed and I've met a wonderful guy, a, a great guy. But at the same time, it's been a lot for me to kind of overcome who I am. Does that make sense? Right. And what I am. And oh, and, there's been a huge transformation. But there's a part of me that is like a childlike. My childlike heart's always it's been coming, there. Right. And but it's, it's coming it's back. More, it might, it's always been there, but it's been magnified. Yeah. Just more enhanced. And as coming up as the second and mom's the matriarch and, you know, and, and I'm right vice behind, president. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm always on a spiritual journey. She is too. Still. Right. This we're is always a, will be. We're always learning. But this was a big one. Something and, um, so tiny. Something so which little. Which is so funny because. So black and furry. Right before all the a year ago, I was going through the same thing this time of year with my love life. And then in, in May is when I met my boyfriend. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing. So April is a very important month for me for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But it's also a birthing. It is a birthing. That's what it's named after. I'm crying. See, I'm, I'm stuffing now. But it's a birthing. And it really is. Right. We had some communication things happen and technical things happened a little bit ago and it was very frustrating actually we did part of the episode and we lost it and we had to to re redo it and there's a reason for that but one of the things because we were both frustrated not just at the computer but with a bunch of stuff and then we got frustrated with each other and everything started you could feel the tension building in here right my phone goes off and i look and it's the mother Cat, because we have a surrogate cat now, and and mama cat. Yeah, I like to call this this little uh, little guy Netflix. So <laughs> yeah, I have my reasons, but anyways, he's um 
He is, um, they sent us a picture of him with his new brothers and sisters. Which are about two or three weeks older than him. So he looks like an itty bitty <laughs> little black squirt amongst all these little gray and white, little gray and striped kittens. But and they're just there. loving him. But he's curled up right with them. Oh, yes, he is. He so is. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So with acceptance. Comes release. Yeah. And and that here's here's some uh, some important things about accepting. Except one one of the things I want to get across to you is acceptance is first knowledge. You have to know what in your life is causing you uh, to accept. Okay, first of all, why are you accepting pe- allowing people to do things in your life? You ex- you with your own free will. Now you, this is really important for you to understand. No one can treat you anyway unless you allow them to. No one can treat you badly, cuss you, belittle you, or do anything unless you allow them to. You have to accept that. You have to walk in that, and you have to allow it to happen. Why would you allow that to happen? What has happened in your life that you feel that you are not good enough, that you are not important enough, that you are not necessary, and that you are not worthy of love to accept that treatment and you have to go there first of all number one first you in that relationship you walk out of those relationships mm-hmm. and and then let but if you people say walk away from it that you're absolutely right but once you walk away from that if you don't figure out why you're allowing that to happen you will continually pick that relationship up again whether it's mother brother sister whether it's daughter son male or female friend lover you will continually allow it to happen in your life unless you figure out why you're allowing that to happen. And that's where we're going to find out today. I know that there have been several things in my life. Tess and I were talking earlier. And we, one of the things that I know for sure that was a very early memory was when I was in five years old. I had a teacher whose name mm-hmm. was Miss Payne. I thought it was spelled P-A-I-N, but it was P-A-Y-N-E, who severely abused me as a as a as a child. Mm-hmm. She literally made would make me wet myself in front of the classroom. She abused me and a girl named Teresa and a boy named Wendell. I know he committed suicide later on in life. I believe I know Teresa had severe addiction problems, and I think she may have committed suicide. I lost track of her. Her life was horrid. Really hard, yeah. I overcame, but I, I fought like hell to overcome. But this lady abused us on in ways and belittled us and stripped us of our personage so terribly that it affected us and it made us not have any acceptance of ourselves through school. My grandsons, my children have faced bullying in school. My grandsons recently, yes. I had to, we, Tess and I had to take them out of a local school here because mm-hmm. it, it, they weren't being bullied so much by the children. We had a principal yes. that was bullying our, our, my grandsons and was enlisting teachers to do it with them. Mm-hmm. And we simply had to, uh, to take them out. She even illegally was saying things like one of them had brain damage, which is absolutely not the truth. Things of that nature, terrible things. And we saw this and we, I would not allow my grandchildren to go through this so that one day they had to go through skills to accept it. Um, She didn't just not allow her grandchildren to go through this as, as her children, all of us, she raised us to be strong individuals. Right. So we try to handle things on our own as long as we could. And we didn't want to get mom involved. And we still, I mean, I'm 33. I don't want to get my mom involved in my things unless I have to. Right. But I am fortunate to have an amazing, wonderful, loving mother that is there for me no matter well, thank what. thank you, baby. I'm going to try not to cry because 
She's always been there, even if we so much as mentioned someone was going to bring harm to us, especially in in school situations and things like that. Man, she was the first one in there ready to handle it. Just put an end to it for so many reasons. Well, you know, it's not sometimes it's not people's school. It may be a parent. Yeah, it may be wherever the the big there has to be a beginning as to why you're like sometimes you're it's nobody's done anything to you. You're just generationally born to feel less than what you should. You don't know who you are, who you belong to what it is, but whatever the case is, we need to find out why you allow these things to happen where you don't feel accepted in your own skin. Otherwise you would not allow people to treat you in a way where you're not accepted. You also then when, once you figure that out, then you can learn to accept the past, the present and the future that's coming. You can learn to deal with uh, what someone has done to you. You can learn to release it. And we're going to maybe go on that with that within our next half, because we're almost done with this segment of the show. We're going to take a break here in about five minutes or so. But, but, but you need to, people will have to learn to deal. I have met so many people that live in the past. There is no light in the past. I want you to know that. Absolutely. Only darkness is in the past. There's no light in the past. I don't care if it's a wonderful memory. There's, it's all darkness in the past. Even memories are dark. There's no light in the past. It's all dark. Everything is light from here forward, babies. So you have got to release that past. You got to go forward. Okay. And you got to walk in that light. And, and the way you release that is to accept is who you are and accept that not everything that was done to you was your fault. And, and, and we're going to talk about that in our next, in the next yes, part of this. Absolutely. And, and, and when you learn to release these things and accept that other people are not always good, that you did not want it, it was their intention and not your intention, then we can move forward. But free will, it plays a big part of it. And a lot of it's choices. Uh A lot of it's that you, people say, but I can't, I can't, I Uh can't, I can't. It's not that you can't let go of it. It's that you won't let go of it. And and let me repeat that one more time. It's not that you can't let go of it. It's that you won't let go of it. And I want you to say that to yourself several times when you start saying, oh, so-and-so did this to me. It's not that I can't let go of it. I won't let go of it, but I will today. I'm going to let go of it and I'm going to accept my where I am today and I'm not going to let this happen to me again and I'm going to start living forward. I'm going to accept that I am lovable. I am worthy. I am valuable. Absolutely. You Nobody knows you like you do. You know how much love you have in your heart. You know how intelligent you are. You know what you have to offer a man or a woman or a friend. For instance, I know that I'm a wonderful a girlfriend. I, I cook, I clean, I baby today. I am awesome. But no one can value that. I will not be a part of that. If you know something I noticed, I want I was gonna put this on Facebook. Somebody said to me recently, why do people have to have titles in a relationship? And I thought about that. And then it occurred to me, if you are the person that is saying, why do you have to have a title? And you don't, and you're been in a relationship that deserves a title, yeah. then you're keeping your options open. That's right. If so, if you're in a relationship long enough to have a title of either significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, fiance, whatever, best friend, whatever, and the other person refuses to give you that title, it's because they're keeping their options open. You are too valuable for that. My dad taught me that trick, actually. Did he really? Yeah. Dad well, he was him. good for something, wasn't he? 
He taught me how to run, too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't run so good. No, I mean just leave a situation. You mean emotionally mm-hmm. run. Yeah. So, yes. So, remember that. If someone cannot, well, titles aren't important. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. To to know that you belong and is and, and is accepted, are accepted, that you are accepted mm-hmm. by that other person by saying, yes, this is my lover. This is my significant other. This is my girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, fiance, best friend. That is important. And it gives us a sense of belonging. And we are humans who who are made to belong to a group. We are we, no man is an island. To belong to a group. That's what I said. You sound like you said belong. I said belong to a group because yeah. we are by nature a cliquish, clannish bunch of people. Yeah, and I don't mean cliquish in like you know a bad way, but to belong. We're supposed and to clannish. be a group, right? Yeah. And so when someone will not do that for you, they are depriving you from your for you from your basic human need Absolutely. to belong yeah. and to be accepted. And to be unaccepted is a horrible place to be. I have been there. I have too. On the outside it looking is in. It really is. Now I know that I'm still not accepted, but I embrace that because I understand the reason I'm not accepted by family, friends, people that I consider Why friends. Why do you think you're not accepted? Because my gifting. Yes. Because my ideology is so different from a lot of people. Yeah. Because of my spiritual and religious uh, belief uh-huh. uh, because of I, I I swim against the um, the current? the current, but you know what? what? We're gonna have to take a break here in a minute. In a minute, yeah, yeah. We've got about uh, oh. fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. Which would be fifty seconds. Wow, fifty minute break. <clears throat> and we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna answer some questions. People have called in with some questions. Yeah, and- I, I did. Uh, I might cry again with the questions. Yeah. So we've got some really important uh, questions. Uh, we've got two. We've only got time for these two because they're really, really deep. And hopefully we can answer your questions on on how to take the information that we've got, that we've talked about, and apply it to your life in a way that will help you learn to accept uh, love, loss, uh, hurt, and move forward in this journey and we can help you because you know what, guys, we really do love you and we want to help you. Yep. And we will talk to you in just a few seconds. So take this break, grab you a drink, grab you a snack. Okay, so we're back. We hope you all got your drink, your popcorn. Yep. And went to the little girls and boys room. And so now we're going to go to some questions that have question been sent to Tess's dad. They can't see you dance. That's okay. And we've got uh, two questions we're going to take. And we're going to go to our first question. question and question, hopefully question. the answers will yeah. give you some insight on how to deal with, I keep wanting to say attendance. I don't, why do I want to say attendance? Hmm. I don't know. Deal with. Acceptance? acceptance. Oh, you want to say attendance for acceptance? For acceptance, yeah. Oh, so let's go to our questions. You know what? That makes sense, though. Why? Because in order to accept things, you have to be there. Oh. Continue. Oh, look. I have a question for the Mountain Gypsies. How do you get over a broken heart of a failed marriage, and how do you move forward and learn to trust other people in your life, no matter how much you pray to Yahweh? and ask for forgiveness in your heart for the other person. And no matter how hard you try, you always have the memories and that 
that stop you from moving forward into having another relationship. So I would just like to know what tools and what advice you can give to help mend a broken heart. Thank you, and I love you all. Wow, that was more than one question. Yeah. So we have several questions there to answer, but we're going to we're going to actually put that um, we broke it down, and it um, down. yeah. So the broken heart and failed marriage, and the memories and moving forward kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So one My, of the first things we need to talk about is going through the process. Going of through the process. Yeah. First of all, you cannot move forward until you make sure that you are divorced. Absolutely. Completely, it's, legally. because It's over and separated. Not just because of uh, legal things. Right. Spiritually, even though there's a legal process. Right. Spiritually, there's a process that you go through. It's when a severing. A, it absolutely is. And when that divorce paper is finalized, it's, you've been divorced, I've been divorced, right. you can feel it. You can feel it. It's not comfortable. So there's a difference then of being separated mm -hmm. and there's a difference between being divorced. Yeah. And, and you cannot go through the process and you, and until you get that, if you are, if you're separated from someone yeah. and you're just lingering that through, or if you're estranged from somebody and it's just lingering through, you're in a holding pattern and you will not prog, you will not process and go through yeah. and forward through until you end that. Um, I'm not promoting divorce at all, but if it is divorce and is inevitable, mm -hmm. then it needs to be finalized because what happens is if you stay in that separation state, a lot of people I know they get. Or they'll, or they'll even get divorced and live in the same house. And you cannot proceed further in your journey until that separation is done and is moved away with. It will hold you in that memory pattern. Absolutely. It will hold your spirit in that pattern. Because when you get married, the two become one. The divorce is a severing of that one. And there is a process, a grieving pattern, like a death that you will have to go uh -huh. through. And so as long as you are still in a in a married situation, absolutely. You will cannot grieve that you cannot trust again. You cannot go through the the separation and you cannot sever the memories. You cannot forgive the other person. And there's something cleansing right. in the process of of moving out, right. and dividing things. I and know that that sounds like it's not fun. And when you're going through it, you don't right. see it. But when you're in a new space and it's your Yours. space and you can put the things only you want in there. Right. It changes things. And it, people always really come true. up with reasons why they can't. Normally, it's a financial situation. Mm -hmm. And it's, and here's the thing. People always say, well, I can't because of finances. Well, you can. Again, it's, you don't want to or you, I, I won't or I can't. You can. It's just may, you may not be able to live in the means that you're accustomed to. Exactly. So you have to make choices. And the choices may not be so comfortable. Yeah. So do you want comfort, mind, body, soul, and spirit, or do you want physical comfort? So you have to, it, when, when people decide to get this divorce, they need to make sure that they have money put back, that they have the situation plan, or it, it, and if they don't do that, you, you've got to figure this out. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do to get a divorce. That's why it's so important that you put much thought into who you marry. That's why it costs so and, much. And right. And so when also, if the other person is the one who's cheated or they've done this or they've done that to you, that's why it's so important that they have to pay so much money to make sure that you're taken yeah. care of because they destroyed the the marriage union and people are like well i don't want anything from them. i just went out well they are responsible for destroying what god joined together so it's their responsibility to make sure that you know they they do that people may disagree with me and that's okay you can be wrong yeah. <laughs> but but first of all before there can be any 
a way to start this healing, the marriage has to be dissolved if, if that's truly where it's going. Okay. And then, then the process of healing can begin. But if you're living in the same house, if you're sharing the same uh, walls, if you, the marriage isn't uh, severed, even if you're like, well, we live in the, as if it is, well, no, but you're not. And, and every day you're in the same room, the same bed, the same pictures, the same uh, plates, or you know, you're using the couples, same refrigerator. The couples that have a, one has the downstairs, one has the right. Downstairs. But you bought that house together. You did this together. Yeah. You, did, you cannot healthy. do that. You so you can't move forward and you can't sever those memories and make new memories until that's done and, and over. You can't with. expect to bring someone into that either. Right, and you can't expect Completely to have unhealthy. a real relationship with somebody because so you want to have dinner, then have a sleepover. What that can't happen. Or if it does happen, that's just a really odd situation. And some people may say, well, that works for me and my ex. Well, then, okay, but you're the exception, not the rule. And I would beg to differ that it really is going to work for very long for anyone. Absolutely. So my suggestion is, okay, if you are completely separated, you're really out of this, and you're still having those problems, then we need to go back and mm -hmm. we need to start looking at your person and self-love. And why, why are you still holding on to these memories? Why did you get the divorce? Did you want the divorce? Did they want the divorce? What was it? So then we go back to an individual case. What was the reason for the divorce? Absolutely. Why, what are you having a hard time forgiving? Because once you're severed from that person who has done something from them, you start working on yourself and it's easy to easier to start forgiving the other person. I found that some people hold on to the past and the anger and the issues from the past. But I, I, the old thing is you're hurting yourself more than you're exactly. hurting them is so true. Again, everything's about choices. How desperately bad do you want to heal yourself? How bad do you want to be happy? And, and people, you know, just like you had said, you pray to Yahweh all the time to let go of this, to let go of this. What, what are you letting go of? Are you letting go of somebody that's severed from you? Are you letting to go with somebody? Are you trying to let go of somebody that's still connected? You can't let go of somebody that's still connected to you. It has to be severed. That doesn't mean that once the healing process is over, that you cannot come back and be friends or whatever. But there's a there is a time and a process for that healing before that can happen. Absolutely. It's just a fact. It's the truth. And that's just the way it is. There are always exceptions, but they're rare. They're very rare. But if all that's done, all that said, everything's separated, everything's done, and you're still having problems, then I suggest you find a spiritual and holistic healer that knows how to guide you through this. Contact us. Contact us. Contact one of my gypsies. And, and, and we usually have one in your area. We have gypsies all over the United Absolutely. States. Absolutely. That, that have trained with us, majority of the United States, or we will find somebody that can contact you and help you. Um, there are, are uh, we have a lot of different modalities that we use. We do a, a lot of different uh, counseling techniques but also one of the main things is to journal everything and release those things and it's your will inside of you to walk away from it and to find somebody else but again to seek the truth to seek the truth and until you heal yourself and love yourself you you cannot bring someone else into this relationship True. and again you've got to go back to if you've done all these things and it's still that you have to figure out why you're not accepting the, the pass it and letting go of it and why you are still yeah. holding on to it. And you've got to look into your past starting back to when you were young as to why you allowed things to just cling to you and, and obsessed over it and things of that nature. Yes. Okay. So I hope that answers that yes. question. And uh, well, what else was it? Was there anything else that was memories? 
uh, uh, forwarding with the other person and, and tools and advice. I hope that answers that for you. Yeah. And if not, call back, leave us another message and we'll go forward from there. So now we're going to move forward to our next question. Thank you. This is Bill from Ohio. I was a firefighter for nearly 40 years. I've seen death and tragedy, things I can help with, and things that I can't do anything for. I've been told I tend to be very closed off to feelings because of what I've seen. Now that I'm retired, how can I open back up? It seems like I'm programmed to be closed off. Thanks for any help. Wow. First of all, I want to say thank you, Bill, for your service. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you so much. We love yes. our uh, men in blue and our firefighters. We are very pro that my son is a police officer, so we love you guys so much. Um, that is a really tough one. And um, I understand because, again, we have so many friends that are police officers, firefighters, and the things that you guys see I just don't, I did, it's just terrible. It's terrible. And and thank you for, for being who you are and having to do what you've done. In hearing your voice, it's really hard for us to believe that you're completely cut off. Mm-hmm. There's so much love in your voice as we heard you speak that I don't think it's going to be tough for you at all. But even though I do believe it's, it's, it's harder for other people to I reconnect. Um, one of the things that we really find very important for you to understand is you do not have to re-experience everything that you saw, everything that you witnessed in all those years. It doesn't need to resurface. It doesn't need to come back up. If you can find the right holistic healers, spiritual healers, again, I cannot speak for anyone else except for those who work with me that have been trained with me. And that are the, those are the mountain gypsies uh, and and they are connected to our sites and they do sound therapy, vibration therapy, uh, light therapy, yeah, yeah. and they also are mountain magic trained and they are make Reiki master teachers. Um, so I know that we know how to relieve those things from you without having to relive, relive each and every one of those things again. If it is not possible for you to reach one of those, let me give you some, one of those gypsies, let me give you some skills that you can do. First of all, journal what you can remember. And then after those things are journaled, I want you to destroy them. But not just things from being in the, from your work. Right. Journal what memories you have. That cause pain. That cause pain or any kind of negative emotion, anger. Or things that you saw that replay over in your mind, whether it had been a child or someone or whatever it was that that, uh, haunts you. I want you to take that time as painful as it is where no one else can see it. And I want you to write it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I want, and we're going to destroy that. You're going to destroy it with either burning it, throwing, it in, throwing it in a river where no one can ever see it again, burying it, whatever it has to do to destroy it. Now, you may think a lot of people, that's ridiculous. Listen, the we are physical humans and the, we're energy humans. And the physical energy act of destroying that is a release yes. that will, will release so much weight off of your shoulders. You cannot imagine the difference it will make. After you do that, I also want you to do something called grounding. Now, we have a certain, I think it's, uh, I can't remember the hertz number all of a sudden that's in our body. 7.5. Hertz that's in our body is also the same in the earth. I want you to get barefoot and I want you to go out 30 minutes a day and I want you to stand in the earth. 
-hmm. the grass and the dirt, whatever that is. And I want you to breathe in the air. I want you to reconnect with the earth. I want you to spend time in meditation and time in prayer. And I want you not just to think to God. I want you to speak out loud. You have a tongue and you have a mouth that was created on you for speaking out loud. And I want you to start speaking out loud the things that are bothering you to the universe. And I want you to release them and say, I, I, I release this from me and I will not accept it anymore because my journey from this point forward is to walk with emotion that is natural and love and well-being and speak into your life the things that you want to manifest and to happen. I believe in my heart that these things can be released from you completely. Mm -hmm. But here's another thing that may sound totally off the wall. Well, one of the things I do when, because I tend to put walls up. Right. And when I go through, I went through really, really hard time with my little children. Yeah. I watched, you know, they said like, what is a square? What is this? What emotions are? When someone laughs, that means they're happy. When someone cries, that means they're sad. Um. I was going through a very hard time in my life and we watched something like that. And I realized that I was not feeling these emotions properly right. at all. So I encourage you to look up YouTube, things like that. What m emotions are. I know it sounds crazy because we know these things as adults and we've lived life, but it makes you have become numb to things. If you're, if but you to actually walls up when you're like, do I actually laugh? Do I actually cry? Do I laugh because I'm in a social set setting and I think it's funny or because I actually So we're going to take that a step further now mm -hmm. and we're going to ask you to start watching movies that are hilarious. Yep. Not just funny, but hilarious comedians that are hilarious over the top. We're going to ask you to watch extremely sad movies that will provoke you to cry like to us, The Notebook. There was a movie called... Uh, about my life or something like that. I can't remember. About me. About me or something that I was would had a miscarriage. I was crying so hard. Or pre that? not miscarriage, but labor. Went into oh, labor too Braxton soon. Hicks. Braxton Hicks. I had that. Um it was what is that guy's um, name that played a Batman? Oh, I know what you um Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton in it. That I mean so it was these I want you to do that um, a movie any movie that could provoke any type of strong emotion. Now you say, why would you do that? Because we're trying to pick at your emotions. Pick, 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 Trigger. pick. Yeah. And and when you do that, it's it's like, you know, picking at a boil and eventually that fester is going to burst and it's going to come out. And when it does, it's going to release and you're going to let just let all this out. Okay. I agree. And and we're here if you could need to contact us and 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 when you're when you're there, I assume that you're a strong, healthy person. And you, I want you to start writing down and journaling these things, and then go back to burning them, release it. Not don't burn them in your house. You know, take it outside where it's a safe place to burn, or or throw like it in the river. Fire pit yeah, fire pit, something like that. Throw it in the river, bury it, whatever it does. But if you if you truly want to start feeling things again, you have to evoke these emotions again, get them going again, and things of that nature. Now, I say this for someone who is emotionally stable, not someone who is is not emotionally yeah. stable. And I feel like you are, um, but but someone who's you know off the you know the board here and there, we wouldn't suggest you do that at all. If you're, if you're having ups and downs and, and this there's is, more of a hormonal or chemical imbalance. Right. Yes. Be. We would not want yeah. you to trigger that, but, but someone who has just been through what you've been through and they're feeling like they're closed off and we're trying to get you to feel emotion, strong emotion again, 
do that. It'll just start, you know, trying to open you Drum up again. Up some of that right. And again, I cannot suggest and uh, strong enough for you to find one of the mountain gypsies to do some spiritual and holistic work on you too. That that's the speediest way to get this done and to, to open you up and, and to get you going. I hope that has answered your question has given you some relief. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many, many, many different things that we do to help people through these uh, acceptance, prayer and meditation, prayer and meditation. Yeah. We, it, we, we try to help people in an individual uh, case if you want to contact us, you can go to gypsystones.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to our Facebook, Mount, Mount Gypsies. You can find me on Kathy Young and Tess on Tess Hughes on Tess Facebook. Tess Rayleigh Hughes on mm-hmm. Facebook. And we will do everything we can to try to get get with you somehow and try to help you. Um, that That is, uh, I hope that answered the question. I think it was a great show. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, are we done? Oh, are we done? I don't I know. I, I, we, I know that we're done answering the questions. Well, so that answers all the questions yes. on acceptance. Acceptance. Did you like my production? So I hope that answered your question, Bill. And I hope that answered the other lady's questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know who the other one was. I don't know if she left her name or not. So I don't either. I don't they either. have screen names. Maybe we should say that. Okay. So, uh, so Gypsy Love, I hope that answered your name, your name, your question. And <laughs> I hope that helps people in this acceptance. Again, Love yourself. Try to find, we got to find the root of the problem and we got to go from there. Um, I want to talk about next week's show. We have a huge surprise for you. And I don't mean like, oh, we got a little bit of a surprise for you. We have a huge surprise for you. First of all, we're going, I said I was going to do this last week and I didn't do it that like this week. And I, there's two reasons. Number one, I really wanted to save it for next week. Not that you're going to see what the person we're going to, because we're having a special guest. Okay. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's going to be a special guest. There's a next surprise. Week. But, and, but you're not going to see them. You're going to hear them. But we're going, first, we're going to do a live Facebook video while we do the show next mm-hmm. week. I was going to do it this week. And the reason I didn't do it this week is we're having a, a class coming in this mm-hmm. weekend and I don't have any makeup on because I'm cleaning my house. And I don't want y'all to see me looking like this. Okay. We've we've had a little setback from the cat yeah. bottle. So. so so that's number one reason I didn't do it. Okay. Uh, so next week we're going to do live Facebook video mm-hmm. while we're doing the show. So you can watch us and you can listen to us. And, and then we'll be streaming live it's on audio Spotify, Anchor, uh, Pocket uh, Cast, all kinds. Yeah. There's all kinds of uh, programming out there. Platforms. Platforms you can find us on. We'll be on iTunes soon, uh, so you'll be able to find us there. But you can also Google it, and it, it'll pop up. You can up. use your Google. You can use your Googleizer. Um, so, are you ready for the surprise? I am. How many of you like American Horror Story? I know I'm addicted to it. Do you like American Horror Story? What's your favorite episode? Um, probably it's the one that scared me the most, and was probably was it Freak Show? Freak oh Show. Oh my gosh. Freak Show was my Ugh. all time my all time favorite was Freak Show. My second one was the very first episode. What oh, was really? it? Oh yeah. I don't remember. That's what got me hooked. House. Coven was my second. Oh my 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 first my all time favorite was Freak Show. And I fell in love with the strong man. The, mm-hmm. the, the the little guy, the strong man. Okay. I was I fell in love with him. He just fascinated me. Yeah. So guess what? What? I had the opportunity to meet him by chance. I I went out with this. You went out on this crazy adventure. Yes, yes, a crazy adventure. Ended up in Plano, Texas. 
And the only good thing that came out of that was, well, there's a couple of good things. I met a couple of people you that I adore, but I got to meet him. His name is Drew. I can't, he's, his last name's French. Please forgive me because I'm going to massacre this. Fuvark. 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 F-U-V-A-R-C-K. Fuvark. Drew Fuvark. Okay. And he is the strong man from American Horror, American Horror Story. Story. Well, guess what, kids? He's going to be on our, our podcast next no week. No way. <laughs> yes. That's he awesome. Is. Yeah, he is. And you know what? Let me read you his his um his bio. His bio. Do you want you want to read you know can I read you his bio? Sure. Okay. All right. So uh am I am I running out of time? I'm we okay. We might be getting close to time. Okay. So Drew, I'll, I'm gonna post his pictures. I'm going to um oh goodness, it's taking me a little bit of time. I'm going to um You'll you'll know who he is the minute you see him. Uh, he is amazing. Let me tell you a little bit about Drew, okay? So he is a man who grew up third generation Jehovah's Witness for 20 years to breaking out to the real truth. At 42 inches max, he has been more he has been through more unnatural events than most can imagine. A superpower of suffering. 25 years of twisted doctrine doctrine to go to go into college and searching for unconditional love. With the chance to spread his wings, he was on the show American Horror Story, Freak Show, working with the best heart, best of heart users and gaining better perspective on life. Dealing with his issues constantly, he also is able to maintain a vegan diet. He's the world's wow. lightest competitive bodybuilder, as well as a film editor and blooming screenwriter. More importantly, he spends time remembering the space around us, knowing we are all connected to a source and tasting permanent freedom. But freedom is not always easy to get or stay in your grasp. We have to want it at all costs consistently. Like gold must be constantly purified by fire and all diamonds first have to be years of pressure first under years of pressure first today he is turned inward with a brighter path believing and finding the reasons why he is here on this earth but still remaining human he's not 10 foot he is no 10 foot superman in physical height but he's 20 feet square feet in spirit that That's is his awesome. bio what he is awesome. an amazing man i love him be very handsome uh -huh. just nothing but muscle he but his body is in a lot of pain yeah and so he is a he is very so gifted is this the drew that i've been helping you send energy to yes for a he's time. very gifted oh. he is very spiritual he is on this journey how killer is this is awesome it is awesome guys we have drew from American Horror Story. Horror Story. I can't tell me. I've always had a hard time with that word. Now, tell me, is that not exciting? So join us next week on Wednesday as we interview Drew Fuvark from American Horror Story. And many, uh, that's not the only movie he's been in. He's been in several other movies as well. That's just the one that everybody goes, oh my God, I remember that. So again, Drew from American Horror Story Freak Show. You're going to love him. An amazing guy. Can't wait for you guys to be here. Be a part of it. 
So we will see you next Wednesday. You'll see us next Wednesday. That You'll actually see us. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. You'll see us next Wednesday as we do a live show. Um, and um, Can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. Oh, my God. How exciting is that? Right. You're going to get to see as we, because you'll get to see us before we do the editing and all the crazy stuff yeah. that goes on with it. So um, love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye,